Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, we found out why Wario and Waluigi don't have girlfriends. Now why don't you? It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellis, joined as always by my co-host Mark Mitchell. We got a good show for you this week. Uh, we're talking about the news out of the Nindies Showcase, news coming out of PAX, and the revelation that Mario may be no longer a plumber. And then on Thursday, we're going to have our review discussion of Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle, so be sure to come back for that. But in the meantime, how you doing, Mark? I'm doing all right. Yeah. Uh, for those of you listening, you might be missing my dulcet tones. That I normally have. It's your your tones are still dulcet. They're they're just atypically dulcet. Why? Thank you. <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm sick, but mm-hmm. I you know, but doing fine otherwise. So I'm, but I am gonna try to keep my like sick person noises to a minimum on mic. Well, good luck. Thank uh, you. <laughs> but if Mark does sound like a you know snotty, slobbery mess. And you have complaints, you can always email them to Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. And we will, of course, read those to Mark's face and try to make him cry a little bit. Mark, the weather report. Oh my gosh, it's been so hot. It's been so hot. And again, everybody has terrible weather right now, so we know we're not at the top of the list, but oh my gosh, so hot. But also, there's a fire creeping over the mountains slowly towards, towards yes. my house. Uh-huh. So, oh, I guess me too. Right. Us. But, yeah, us. us. And and the, uh, this podcast, yeah, we are directly threatened by this fire. I mean, not as much as people who are actually directly threatened by this fire. I was exaggerating. You're right. <laughs> we'll be fine. Um, our guest weather today is Fond du Lac, Wisconsin. Now, Fond du Lac, Wisconsin, it's about like halfway up the state, north southwise. Um, so it is a <laughs> it's a part of Wisconsin that I've been through many times, but that I have never been two like as a destination sure yeah it's like how i've been through houston right because of the airport but i have never been to houston i don't i i feel like that's even less though because like when you go like an airport is a, like an isolated part of a city right right usually not even in the city yeah usually like pretty far away pretty far away anyway fond du lac it's about <laughs> 60 degrees uh seems nice and cool in fond du lac maybe they're getting a little bit of rain that sounds beautiful. That sounds beautiful. We got a little rain here in LA over the weekend. I was gone for that. <laughs> for the only like uh, tolerable part. Well, of- also, it rained in... Uh, I was in Santa Barbara for a wedding, and yep. it rained in Santa Barbara, like, typhoon style, right before I arrived. And then, while I was away from here, it rained here pretty hard for like 45 minutes. Yeah, so lots of exciting stuff happening in the weather. Mark, what have you been playing? So, I've been playing some Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Yeah. The new Ubisoft third-party game that features Nintendo's first-party characters. Not just Nintendo's first-party characters, but Mario yeah. and the gang. Uh, which is, I, I think, unprecedented? Yeah, I think so. And uh, we're going to be talking about it a lot more on Thursday, so I don't want to uh, spend too much time on it here. Needless to say, I'm enjoying it a lot. It's not perfect, but uh, how about and how about you? 
You've been playing Mario. <laughs> you've been playing Mario Rabbids. Right? I've I've also been playing Mario Rabbids. Uh, I will save all of my comments about it for great. The, yeah, for Thursday. Yeah, you got to tease them. Got to tease them. Uh, I, also, I like it too. I also played some Splatoon two. Oh yeah, because it was the Splatfest this weekend. Mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. superpowers, uh, battle. I guess. Uh, did you find? So I know uh, last Splatfest you were. Well, first of all. What team were you? I was, of course, on Team Flight. Now, I was on the team, superior team Invisibility. I know you were. I saw you in Splatnet. <laughs> All right. I think I completed one, one round of Turf Wars. Um, I played quite a bit. I didn't get up to King. Uh, I didn't get up to, like, Flight King. Mm. But uh, it was my first experience with... Oh, man, I wrote it down. Because it's like uh, Manta... Maria? Yeah. And, which is the new uh, Turf Wars map. It's a play on the Santa Maria, yeah. one of the three ships that brought the Pilgrims. Uh, no, they brought Christopher Columbus. Nina, is that right? Yeah. yeah. They were on the Mayflower. Yes. We got it. <laughs> and they... It's huge. This map is huge. And I can't tell if it is actually larger or if it just feels much larger than the other maps Mm. but to me it felt much larger than the other maps i actually haven't had the opportunity to play on uh manta maria just yet and then there was also a different uh what what is the name of the it's not twilight zone that's what they called in japan but that like right the shifty station yeah shifty station so shifty station was back for the splatfest but it was a different shifty station Mm. than the one previously this one, I think people were much... I had no problem with the previous one, but this one people were much happier with. Okay. Because the main layout of the stage didn't change. There were just aspects of it that would like collapse and expand and things like that. Sure. It was more like the um, shipyard one that's already in the map rotation. Oh, where, yes. Where like, the things will come down and go up and, and stuff like, like that. And where that thing in the middle rotates. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I didn't have any connection problems this time, and that makes... and. Uh, I was always playing against Team Invisibility, which makes me think that there were less people on Team Flight than Team Invisibility, which I think was borne out by the results. Yeah, the results said that it was 49% to 51%, so it pretty pretty evenly split um, on Flight v. Invisibility. I, I played one match to its completion, and then on my second match, I got a, a, a disconnection notice, and I had friends over this weekend, so I was like, you know what, forget it. I, I, don't, I don't need to do this. Uh, the other thing, doing Splatoon 2, I played the new um, map for Salmon Run mm-hmm. that's available now, Lost Outpost, and it's super fun. It's way harder oh, than really? the other one, because, or I found it much harder, because it, uh, the central area is an enclosed space, so it's very easy to get trapped in there. Oh, interesting. Um. Yeah, but super fun. I love I love Salmon Run. It's probably my favorite aspect of Splatoon Two. Yeah, I just I love that you know in the first how, how long has the game been out? Like a month, maybe two. Yeah, it came out in middle of July. Um, that like they it keeps it just keeps getting like new stuff that makes it an exciting thing to go back to. Um, and even if I only played two matches, um, this weekend, it's like back in my mind and like I want to play more of it. Uh, in 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 the coming weeks. One thing I did want to bring up. The next Splatfest uh, in Japan was announced, um, and that's this coming weekend, September 9th, and it's a McDonald's-themed Splatfest, and so they have to choose between fries and McNuggets. Ooh, that's a tough choice. That is a tough choice. No, we don't have to make that choice, but if we did... If we did... What team would you be on? 
Here's the thing. You know that I don't eat meat. Yes, I do know that. McNuggets. <laughs> uh, the McNugget, a chicken McNugget, wait, when it's not like a bad chicken McNugget, is one of nature's finest foods. A good chicken McNugget that's like hot, oh, fresh, oh, and you bite God. into it and it's oh, crispy and then oh, like the and, like, oil just, just like... A slightly juicy, but yep. not like... Ooh, yeah. Whew. All that being said, I think I'd have to go team fries. All right. Well, which is a real curveball because I think we've had a 433 about how much I love chicken McNuggets. I think that's. Or just a running theme throughout the show. <laughs> um, I also played a little bit of Sonic Mania this weekend, um, trying to like go back and actually uh, like using a guide, figure out where all of the Chaos Emerald like level locations oh, are. Oh, yeah. Um, and actually trying to collect all the Chaos Emeralds. And it's so like. I I still hate the uh, the aspect of this game where it's like you have one opportunity every time you reach those big rings. Also, is the guy just loaded with photos? Because I have no idea how else you would explain, like the location of these things. Yeah, the guides are all videos, so I'm like scrubbing back and forth, being like, okay, I know where he is. I know where he is. Wait, where is that? And that's when I stop and like run to that part and then let the video play a little more. Oh, that makes total sense. Um, but yeah, I, I want to have like a hand drawn map of of every level and then like the locations marked with an X, and that's that's all I want. No one's done this because it's an enormous amount of work. So if uh, you want to prepare maps of every level of Sonic Mania by hand and show me where the large rings are, I would appreciate it. Uh, Mark, that's what we've been playing this last week. Let's get into the new releases and what we might be playing next week. Weird week. Yeah, so today, September 5th, there are two new releases for the Switch. Lego Worlds is launching, which is kind of like a Lego Minecraft yeah. type game. Mm -hmm. And then RBI Baseball 2017 is also coming out. That's a game that I, uh, is produced by Major League Baseball. And I believe it's a mobile game that is also coming to Switch this year. So low expectations for RBI Baseball 2017. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't, th I don't think it'll be trash, but, you know, it's not going to be MLB the game. Also, it's not home run baseball. It's runs batted in. Right. Right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, like, it could still be good, but, like, yeah, a not triple at best. not going to be a home run. Yeah. Triple's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not a home run. You're right. You are right. Uh, and then on Thursday... There are a lot of eShop releases that I don't really know anything about. There's For the Switch, there's Neurovoider, The Bridge, Drubble, Double Dragon 4. Right, and Double Dragon 4 came out on other platforms within like earlier this summer um, and widely panned as being a Double Dragon game, which if you listen to our, our last episode about the uh, revisiting the NES Classic nine months and ten days later... You 20. What's that? I Tw think it was 20 days later. I think it was 10 days later. <laughs> I don't want to have to fight you on it, Mark. <laughs> Maybe it was 20. Who knows? Um, yeah, we played Double Dragon 2 The Revenge on the uh, NES and realized the game is uh, mostly broken. It's full of flaws. Well, and from what I remember of the previous release of Double Dragon 4 on other platforms is it has like a faux, you know, like pixel art style, but mm -hmm. it, it's not actually pixel art. And so it's... A, it's kind of just ugly sure so basically i think it was just all around disappointing um the neo geo game is blue's journey and another switch eShop release is elict spear 
liked, licked, licked. It's L I C H T S P E E R. Right. So Spears not even spelled right. Yes. So, all right. What else we got? And then on Friday is Monster Hunter, Hunter Stories for the 3DS. And that Splatoon 2 Nintendo Switch bundle that's a Walmart exclusive is also releasing on Friday. Um, are you interested in, in Monster Hunter Stories at all? I don't, I, I don't think so. Um, it's supposed to just be like Monster Hunter, but more like character driven or more story driven, right? And like a little bit cuter. I don't know. I, I, I feel like uh, the Monster Hunter genre has passed me by. And I am not aboard that train. Yeah, I mean, I remember playing the Generations demo and just feeling completely lost. Mm-hmm. It feels to me like, and maybe this in that way would be a good entry point, but I feel like it has become so complex that it requires previous knowledge of the games to understand what's going on. Do you know what I mean? I do. Where it's just like, we're not going to really explain this to you because we assume that you have played like 15 other Monster Hunter games. And guess what? That's just not true. That's just not true. I haven't done that. Um, yeah, there's really nothing on here that is um, that I'm interested in this week. Which I mean, we we have these weeks every now and then, um, but I feel like we've had so many in the last like three or four months where like there's something on there that I'm interested in. Um, and this time it's almost a relief not to have that because Rabbits is long. And Rabbits next week, uh, Metroid looms. So. Oh my goodness, Mark! Let's move out of the new releases. <laughs> And now it is time for a regular segment on our show. It's time for 433. In 1952, American composer John Cage wrote a piece called 433, wherein a performer or a group of performers didn't play their instruments for four minutes and 33 seconds. For the purposes of this show, Mark and mine's instruments are talking about Nintendo. For the duration of one performance of 433, Mark and I will talk about something not at all Nintendo-related, thus fulfilling the contract of the piece. Mark, what are we talking about this week? We're talking about reality competition shows. Reality competition shows. So first, let me just ask a clarifying question. Mm-hmm. Are there non-competition reality shows anymore? Yeah, I think so. Like uh, like Real Housewives of like oh, Beverly sure. Hills is an example. Or, or like Million Dollar Listing. Yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah. Any, I guess a lot of HGTV shows are, are non, non-competitive. Yeah. Um, I love reality competition shows and they don't even have to be good Mm. i totally get sucked in there's something about the format i mean it's why they show up on every network ever right there's one that my brother introduced me to on the history channel and i can't remember what maybe it's called like forged or something like that and it's the show is called forged yeah okay (laughs) and it's four knife makers and they each have to like choose a medal um, and it's like, here, it's a railroad spike, or a wrench, or, uh, like, cable. And then they have to make a knife out of it, and they get judged at, like, the three different stages of making a knife. And then people, I, I care nothing about knives. Do they have to, like, cut a piece of paper in half with it later? You know how So, like, I think the ultimate test is they have to, it's like the rope test, and they have to, like, it has mm, to, like, slice through a cup uh, like a, rope. Like a, a slack rope. Yeah, uh, no, 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 I think it's, I think it's taught. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it, it's awesome. Uh, I'm watching so much Skin Wars right now. Tell so you mentioned this before we started recording. What is Skin Wars? Oh my gosh, it was this show that may still be on. I don't know. I'm watching it on Netflix. It's mm-hmm. uh, hosted by Ro- Rebecca Romaine and RuPaul Charles. Okay, great. Is one of the judges, and there's two other judges that are like body painters who are seem very lovely, but I don't care about because I don't know who they are. 
again, I care nothing about body painting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't get body painting, but I'm super engrossed by this competition where they will be like, okay, you have to do a camouflage painting. So go stand in front of this, like, wine. Like, you take the models, put them in front of this wine rack, and then you have to paint their bodies so they disappear. And then they do it. It's amazing. Because they're magicians. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, I, I used to really like uh, Face Off on um, Sci-Fi. Oh, right. That's the one about uh, it's like like prosthetic monster makeup, makeup right? Yeah. yeah. Um, because they would just do like bigger and crazier things. Um, and like the, the first couple seasons of the show, it, it was a very like kind of standard um, reality competition show where like people were kind of catty and they were playing up like the like competitive angle of it. But in its later years, I don't know if the show is still on, but like around seasons like three and four, it started to just be more like people doing cool stuff. And like they're always helping each other, like open their molds. And like, I don't know the the one thing that always bugs me about reality competition shows is the like the crappy people being bad to each other aspects of them. Um, And I feel like Face Off does a good job of avoiding that. And like. Um, the Great British Baking Show does a really good job of of, of avoiding that, but like, I don't know, uh, like Top Chef. I'm always like, Ugh, they always end up like, <laughs> um, I have a hard time with it. That's how Project Runway was in its early seasons, because mm-hmm. I I think it started in 2005 or something. Project Runway has been around a long time, and it was it was like one of the first reality competition shows, and. So they were very much playing that like real world aspect of it where it's yeah. like they gave so much time over to the house that the designers were living in and like the petty squabbles they would have. Where, but as the show matured, they, they like figured out that the thing people really watched the show for was seeing the designers do great work. Yeah, you want to see talented people do what they do well. Like, I love that. Um. Yeah, like, in the first season of Project Runway, there's a woman named Wendy, and she makes it into the top three, but she, like, they devote so much time to her, like, trying to strategize and play the game, like, Survivor. Yeah. And, you know, and it's... Well, we'll never know. We, we, we will never know what it's like. Today, we are accompanied by the Musical Instrument Museum in Phoenix, Arizona. That means we're in the news. All right, so let's start with last week's Nindies Showcase, uh, which featured a bunch of new titles coming to the Switch. Uh, I, we won't talk about all of them because the list is extensive and there were more that were revealed outside of this like 20-minute video. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. I mean, let's just talk about the, the video itself for a second. Um, it's the, they're taking like the Nindies seems like it is, uh, you know, not just like a, a uh, category of games coming to the Switch. And also, almost all these games are just Switch games. There's one that's also on 3DS. Um, but, like, it's just trailers, and this what's this guy's name? I, I don't remember. can't remember. Name. But he is, like, in developer relations, maybe specifically indie developer relations with Nintendo of America. Right. And it's just him, like, hosting these videos with, like, only the tiniest bit of chicanery between videos. Um, and for the most for the most part, I think it's a, a super successful and fun way to do these. I also think it's just a really great idea because one thing that Nintendo has been knocked for for a very long time is not really promoting third parties yeah. or indie games. Mm-hmm. And it seems like the Switch is becoming the system to own if you want indie games, especially like indie games on the go. 
Yeah, abs- I mean, it in a lot of ways is, is becoming the successful Vita in that regard. Yeah, that, absolutely. Like, Vita was an awesome place to play indie games on the go, smaller titles or you know like eight bit, sixteen bit, whatever. Um, and like oh, you can just do that on your Switch now, which also plays Breath of the Wild. Yeah, so. and I don't know that the Switch is ever going to get that like triple a support from ea where like battlefield is on the switch right but battlefield was also going to be my go-to i don't know why (laughs) but uh there are so many western indie developers who Mm -hmm. seem all in on the switch which is really fun to see yeah so let's talk about some of the titles that got excited us yeah uh so i was excited to see super meat boy forever um but also a little confused so there are some points of clarification around super meat boy forever uh, Super Meat Boy Forever is Meat Boy, but it is a sequel to the original game, in a sense. Um, that it has like long levels. It they they're not totally cl- like they didn't seem totally articulate on what if it's like an endless runner or if the levels. They say the levels get harder the longer you play. I believe th- it's not an endless. I believe it's not a like endless runner. Mm-hmm. I think what they mean is like if you finish a level and then you went to replay it it becomes more challenging. Right. Um, but so uh, re- regardless, this isn't the original Meat Boy, um, but the developer's Twitter did make it seem like they were going to release Super Meat Boy uh, sometime by the end of uh, 2017. They, they said it is, quote, more than likely that it'll happen. Yeah, it, it just seems, it seemed weird that there was no mention of it. Yeah, it, it did seem weird, especially because like we had seen meat boy running on switch from their twitter account uh, just a couple weeks ago um so it's weird that they're like oh yeah there's a new meat boy game also the old meat boy game probably more than <laughs> more, more than, than like- likely <laughs> what does that mean uh a- another game on here that uh got me super excited was the um final shovel knight campaign king of cards um that's going to be coming in early 2018 uh, and it is the King Knight campaign. It looks like he's got all sorts of cool different um, ways to traverse the, the levels. Uh, and then there's also like a little card playing mini game in there. I don't know how that's integrated or, or what. But... Yeah, I don't know if it's like a Tetra type thing where it's just like in the world. Sure. Yeah. Or like Blitzball. You can be like, nope, I'm going to ignore this. <laughs> um, but it looks super fun. I've, uh, I loved the last... Um, extra campaign in uh shovel knight the specter of torment um so i'm i'm super excited for that to come out uh one 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 more for me and then mark had some <laughs> that that he wanted to talk about this did you see a uh, golf story in here yeah it's it looks like a, a classic like super nintendo maybe uh like early playstation rpg um but instead of uh dungeons and dragons and swords and sorcery it's golf um so a 16-bit rpg built around golf um it's uh also coming out super soon hold on wait a minute i lost uh, september 2017 i think yeah so, so this month this month um and it's a switch exclusive um it's weird to see that some of these games are just coming to switch some are also console exclusive so they'll be on pc um but golf story looks like it is just coming to switch it's also remarkable how many are like coming to switch first or with switch exclusive features like super meat boy forever is coming to switch first yeah and super meat boy is a big like a popular indie game Mm -hmm. so it's cool that nintendo was able to get that uh exclusive yeah 
So for me, there were like two games that I was super into. Uh, Floor Kids. Yeah, Floor which Kids is, looks so cool. It was described as a rhythm-based game, and but it has like really neat hand-drawn animation by John John, and it features original music by Kid Koala. There's like a single-player mode. It can be played with controllers or touch gestures. Uh, it's coming this holiday. I have to be honest. I don't know what this game is mm-hmm. because it does. It's like it looks like it has rhythm aspects to it, but it's not a rhythm game. It looks like there's some sort of like RPG or adventure game elements to it. Yeah. Uh, but just aesthetically, it looks amazing. It looks great. It looks like a uh, kind of like rough animation where like you can kind of see some of like the sketch lines from from the artist like uh, just kind of uh, roughing things out. It looks really neat. Um, and yeah, I think they described it as a rhythm-based action game, whatever that means. Yeah, I'm excited to find out. The other one that I thought was, like, seemed really interesting and, like, a really fun idea is this Morphe's Law game. Yeah, Morphe's Law looks real weird. So it's a competitive third, third-person shooter. Uh, it looked like it was, like, four-on-four matches. And what makes it unique is as you shoot your, the enemy, you shrink, like, whatever part of the body that you are shooting and it grows on you yeah and so that seems like a really interesting balancing system like the way they explained it is if somebody's bad at the game they or like are not having a good match they're at an advantage because they get really small Mm -hmm. and harder to hit whereas their enemies keep getting bigger and bigger and become easier targets and they also like can't take cover behind things or get into buildings or whatever yeah and the and then the way you win a match is that there are these two of these big uh skeleton things that are growing the more you hit your enemy opponent and once they've like filled the sky then you win so i feel like these type of shooters it's all about having the like gunplay feel good yeah and being balanced and it remains to be seen whether that will be the case here but i think as an idea it's super appealing like if this was a mode in like call of duty or uh destiny or something i it would it'd be a blast yeah yeah well and it's it's uh it's neat the again the guy whose name we don't know um was saying that uh you know nintendo is courting genres that they're not seeing on the platform already although there are a lot of 2d platformers in here uh but so this like a competitive shooter uh does represent something that you don't see on nintendo platforms a lot and this is another one that's coming first on switch and is a console exclusive yeah it's super cool, and that should be out uh, this winter sometime. Um, and then there were a, a, a bunch of other announcements. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know anything else that we need to talk about necessarily. Um, other than... Other than... Travis Strikes Again. No More Heroes, number three. Uh, it's unclear to me what this game is. Right. Um, so it looks like... Travis is hanging out in his uh like trailer. Yeah, his trailer like like Bud from Kill Bill style, right? In the uh-huh. middle of the desert. Um and Badman, father of Bad Bad Girl, uh from the previous No More Heroes game, comes seeking revenge uh for his daughter's death. Uh and then they get sucked into a video game system. Yeah, it's, there's like an evil video game console. Sure. In which uh there will be certain indie games that Suda51 and Grasshopper Manufacturing are going to be, like, pairing with. But in interviews after the reveal, he made it clear that it's, it's very much a 
No More Heroes game. Mm -hmm. And so it's not like they're going to be sucked into the game console and have going to, play to be playing, Shovel Knight. Yeah, okay. like going to be playing Guacamelee or something. Um, but it's funny to see like Suda51 was at the Switch reveal event and it was that like super awkward moment for those of us that were listening to the translation right and did you hear his explanation for that oh no i did not okay just uh, so uh, just a, a little background on, on suda 51 he's a notoriously weird game designer right um and during the switch reveal event he uh either like went off script we're about to get the explanation here in a second um but like the translator could not keep up with whatever he was saying uh what what, what did he have to yeah, say so it? what happened was apparently everything was all scripted out and uh, then when he got up there, he went completely off script. And so the translator got completely lost because they didn't, he did, the translator didn't know what was going on. Yeah. And so apparently Suda51 got off stage and to the Nintendo people, he was apologizing and they were like, no, we loved it. It was fine. But apparently a little bit later, he had a chance to meet the translator and apologize for because uh, everybody thought it was the translator's fault or you know like nobody knew what had gone on yeah but i mean i think like you know who the x factor is in that equation right, right? it's suda 51 <laughs> um so you know as we get more information about um travis strikes again no more heroes what do you think about that title by the way so again this is in interviews after the reveal he was talking about how they didn't want it to be it's not no more heroes 3 because it is going to be different yeah, you know, it's not just a copy of the first two games, but um, so he wanted to emphasize like Travis touchdown as the main focus of it. I, I also think it's cool just like m changing the focus of the game to the the hero, um, and like just being able to put Travis touchdown in other stuff because he's doing that like indie game thing of like, oh yeah, let's let's put uh, um, you know, uh, let's put uh. Beck from Mighty Number no. Nine in a, a Gunvolt game, um, you know, like having that kind of like cross pollination with like because Shovel Knight is one of the the partners, um, the indie partners for this game. If like Travis becomes like the name associated with this, that's so much stronger of a brand than No More Heroes. And he's very transparent about the fact that he wants Sakurai to put Travis Touchdown in Smash Brothers. Would be like, amazing, right? Absolutely. <laughs> I'm I'm all for that. Uh, so there were a bunch of other games um, on the uh, on the Nindies. Uh, if we left out your favorite, you should write to us at uh, Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com and let us know um, what we missed that seems super cool to you. A lot of stuff coming out real soon, right? Yeah, I mean they didn't even touch on the things, or for the most part, other than SteamWorld Dig Two, which I think comes out this month as well. Uh, SteamWorld Dig 2 has a release date, I wrote it down, of, yeah, September 21st, 2017. Yeah, geez. Yeah. I mean, uh, and, but other than that and maybe one or two others, they didn't even really talk about the stuff that they had at the previous Nindy Showcase in April. Or yeah. Whatever that was. Crazy. So, may, apparently Mario is not considered a plumber anymore, or at least plumber is not his occupation. Plumber is not his current occupation. Right. So a, a lot of, I've seen a lot of websites reporting Mario is no longer a plumber. Clickbait. Clickbait. Mario is no longer a plumber. Your childhood was a lie. Um, it, this all uh, centers around uh, a uh, Mario's bio on Nintendo's Japanese website. Um, it reads, quote, 
all around sporty, whether it's tennis or baseball, soccer or car racing, he, that Mario, does everything cool. As a matter of fact, he also seems to have worked as a plumber a long time ago. Dot, dot, dot. Dot, dot, dot. Um, does that mean he is no longer a plumber? That's what it seems like. It seems like, you know, he's retired from plumbing, which makes sense. He's busy with other things. He's very busy with other things. I feel like this is just another part of, like, Mario's origin, at least in the U.S., that has been, you know, just, like, quietly disregarded. Like, him being from New York City. Right. Quietly disregarded. Yeah. Also, I feel like him being Italian in any meaningful way. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, he's got an outrageous accent, but that's it. He's not Italian in any other way. <laughs> I don't know. I still think he's a plumber. I mean, he'll always be a plumber in my heart. I just, when do you stop being a plumber? Well, I'm sure he could plumb if necessary. That's what I'm saying. Yes, I agree. And he's going down pipes again. Yeah. If I see Mario go down another pipe, and I will when I play Mario plus Rabbids tomorrow, <laughs> I'm going to call him a plumber. On November 7th, 2017, Nintendo will be shuttering Miiverse on the Wii U and 3DS. It's actually happening. We had talked a few weeks ago mm -hmm. about uh, somebody finding the code hidden in the Wii U firmware update. It has been confirmed. Uh, this will affect a number of games across the two platforms, including Super Mario Maker, Splatoon, Super Mario 3D World, and all those Miiverse games on 3DS. Yeah, so I feel like it's a little bit of a big deal. Where I mean, anyone that was playing Splatoon has likely moved on to Splatoon 2 at this point. Um, but, you know, Miiverse was what was hosting all of those, like, hand-drawn images that you see, like, during Splatfests and up on walls and, um, and little speech bubbles by um, uh, players that are just hanging out in the lobby. Um, so, like, it was really prevalent there. And um, in Mario Maker, like, that's how you could comment on levels or... Um, you know, I like try to advertise your level was by with a, a, a Miiverse post. So like where Miiverse is uh, hot garbage in a lot of ways, it was always like a neat little way to get a little bit of player personality in those games. Well, they're also sunsetting the Wii U version of Splatnet. Yeah, which I didn't even realize was a thing. Me either. Uh, Splatoon 2 will still have online. Splatoon will still Oh, sorry. Have. Splatoon will still have online. I believe Mario Maker will have some way to share levels, because I guess that doesn't change. Sure. But, I don't know. I know it affects the 3DS, but to me it seems pretty clear that they're just, like, ready to move on past the Wii U era. Right. Well, and because uh, uh, Miiverse started on the Wii U uh, and came to 3DS, like, a year later. So, yeah, it's... So, is Miiverse different from Mi Plaza on the 3DS? Jeez, man. I just don't know. Is There's, that or is that even what it's called? I actually don't. I think the thing on the 3DS is called Me Plaza, right? And that's where you have that like RPG type game, yeah. Where sure. the more uh, Mees that you meet, right, like, the further you can get into it, where you collect like the puzzle pieces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you can tell I don't care that much about Mees. I also don't care that much about Mees. So maybe let's stop talking about. It. Well, players are being given the opportunity to download all their Miiverse content if they want to archive, you know, any of their Splatoon drawings, right? For posterity, uh you can find instructions at miiverse.nintendo.net. So go get your stuff. Uh a cause for celebration, Mark edition. Uh Stardew Valley has been submitted to Nintendo for certification. Yay! Yay! Shouldn't be too long before the game comes to the Switch now. Maybe another September release. Maybe another September release, maybe an October release. And a cause for celebration, Patrick edition. Yay! They announced three new Shovel Knight Amobis. 
Amiibos. That's what I said last week, isn't it? Yeah, was that? I thought you were doing that on purpose. No, that's I no. <laughs> yes, three new Shovel Knight Amiibo: Specter Knight, Plague Knight, and King Knight. All of the playable characters from the additional campaigns, uh, and they are coming in a three pack, and they will be available quote soon unquote. I'm very excited about this. They look really cool. Yeah, they look real good. Just like the uh, the Shovel Knight Amiibo looks good. Also, did you see the video that they released promoting the it? trailer? It's like a minute of like a guy just being uh, wowed by these Amiibo. Yeah. It's pretty good. Uh, Nintendo lost a lawsuit involving the motion tracking technology and Wii remotes. iLife technology sought up to $144 million for damages, but ended up only being awarded $10 million. Nintendo is also going to appeal. Yeah. I don't have a whole lot to say about this one, but it seems like uh, news that's too big to not mention. It's just interesting that, I mean, it happens with uh, Apple and Samsung and all these different companies. It feels inevitable that when you're developing a product, yeah. uh, you end up treading on somebody's patent at some point. Right. Because, like, hey, everyone's developing technology all the time. So, like, something you're, you're doing is going to look like something someone else is doing. And, you know, Nintendo's going to keep fighting it. So NBA 2K18 is reportedly feature complete on Switch when compared to like the PS4 version. The two major differences are that the Switch version will run at 30 frames per second while the PS4 game runs at 60 frames per second. But other than that, all of the um uh what like hands-on with the Switch version have been super positive. Yeah. And I mean like 30 frames per second if it's uh if it holds steady at that it seems like good enough right like 60 is a little bit smoother but i don't know it's 30 30 is fine for me well for a portable version like yeah, fully featured sure. version of the game that seems pretty good um so on the switch it's just releasing as a digital version mm-hmm. in september and then in october it will be coming out with a physical edition so the news this week is that if you buy the physical edition of NBA 2K18 for your Switch, the game does not completely fit on the game cart that they're shipping. And so you are forced to download additional, like, I don't know, I think it's a couple gigs of content in order to play the game. What's going on here? How are the cards too small to hold the game? So I think what is happening um, is that... 2K Games doesn't want to pay the extra money for a larger cart because it's more expensive. Sure. And they they would have to make the choice of like eating that cost or raising the cost of the Switch version. Mm -hmm. And I don't think either of those seem super appealing to them, especially if you're trying to build like an install base on a console. So I think this is what they've opted to do. It's not that crazy to me. I have played so many games that you buy and then have to download gigs and gigs of yeah giant day one patches yeah Yeah. so it's but it's not ideal obviously yeah i mean but it it makes sense i feel like anyone with the switch is just gonna have to accept the fact that they are going to need a big memory card at some point um i am coming to terms with the fact that i'll need a big memory card at some point i do not currently have one in an interview with Rolling Stone, GameStop's Eric Bright commented on Switch scarcity, saying that demand seemed compa- comparable, comparable to that of the Wii's. Additionally, and we were talking about terrible bundles last week, oh, yeah. he defended the company's practice of bundling hardware with other products, saying, quote, We really try to do a great job of pairing up items with things customers like to buy. In the case of the Switch, we know the customer is going to want 
a way to charge the Joy-Con controllers, so we often throw in a charging device. We know that the Switch has limited memory, and customers like to download games, so we'll add a memory stick. And when you need a game itself, because what good is a piece of hardware without a game to play it with? We make it more convenient. Uh, emphasis added us. Um, so that's not a fair characterization of the GameStop and Think Geek bundles. No, I mean, as we talked about for the SNES Classic Edition bundles, the things they come with are overpriced garbage because they know you will buy it. Right. Um, I, I, don't, I mean, I guess you can't come out and say, like, yeah, well, if you want the thing, you're going to buy our trash. But, like, the fact that he's trying to pitch it as, like, it's more convenient. We're you. helping the customer. We're helping the customer who's going to want a Mega Man helmet and a Proto Man arm blaster with his machine that can't play a Mega Man game. Come on. So to this we say unofficial NCS boo, boo. to Eric Bright. That's right. Boo to you, Eric Bright. Capcom has partnered with I Am 8-Bit to produce 30, 30th anniversary Street Fighter 2 cartridges for the SNES. They are, uh, they're being produced in extremely limited run, 5,500 copies total, a thousand of which will be Blanca-themed see-through green. The cartridge is, will be $100. And they don't promise that it won't make your system explode. In fact, they explicitly say, warning, your cart may, your system may catch on fire as a result of using this uh, reproduction um, thing. Is, what, what, what's going on there? I have no idea. <laughs> is it just something that like, they're afraid could happen because people are using incredibly old hardware to play it? Or is it like, it's just Street Fighter 2? Right. That's it. It's nothing special. Not it, even Turbo. Not even Turbo. Not even Championship Edition. Not even Ultra. Which would be weird if it was the newest one, but weird. This is a weird thing. I mean, I think it's cool. Everybody's cashing in on 16-bit hype. Yep. Uh, also, Capcom is producing an animated Mega Man movie. Okay. I hadn't really heard about this, but uh, work is in the early stages, and it's from the producer of the maligned Netflix Death Note adaptation that oh. just came out mm. uh so basically i'm just getting out in front of this and just expressing how deeply uninterested in i am in this project now mark you know that i'm a i'm a big Mega Man fan right yeah you know that i love Mega Man. Mm -hmm. you love some eminem i love i love some eminem that's right um i've played uh most of the main series of games i've played a lot of the x games um and even some of the weird spinoffs uh i will never see this movie I will never see a Mega Man movie. Does the fact that it's animated pique your interest no. anymore? I mean, there have been uh, Mega Man anime shows before, and they're all ridiculous and pointless. And the, uh, the anime cutscenes in, is it Mega Man 8 or 7? One of those has like really bad uh, anime cutscenes um, that are like borderline unwatchable. They're funny because they're so bad, but like... I don't, I don't want to watch a movie of that. Yeah, I feel like the problem is that Mega Man have, has no uh, pathos, right? Yeah. Who cares about Mega Man? Mega yeah. Man is not that interesting as a character. He runs and shoots, which is fun to control, but, like, I don't want to watch that. Ugh. I can't wait until he, like, learns a life lesson about teamwork or something. Uh, yeah, all by himself, running through, <laughs> you know, cut man stage. Finally, uh, we retweeted this on our official NCS Twitter account, which is at Nincart Society, and you should follow us there. If you want to, but supper you should do it. But supper Mario broth, a fun Twitter and blog that's worth following, tweeted an old interview from 2000 promoting Mario Tennis with Camelot devs. 
gonna throw to you, Patrick, for this. Uh, Hiroki Takahashi and Siogo Takahashi, both e- Takahashi. Nice. Explaining why Wario and Waluigi don't have any girlfriends to match Peach and Daisy. So th- this is the interview. Nintendo Power asks, Mario Tennis also features Daisy, a character who hasn't been so popular. Uh, Siogo? Uh, yes. All right. He says, we wanted to have a similar partner for Luigi, like how Mario and Princess Peach have one another. We asked Nintendo, and Nintendo suggested Daisy. And then Hiroki? Hiroyuki? Hiroyuki, yeah. Uh, says, we asked Nintendo about girlfriends for Wario and Waluigi, too. But Mr. Miyamoto said that he didn't even want to see their girlfriends. Burn. Burn. Um, what if they had, like, really classy girlfriends? That doesn't... That I mean, that'd be nice. I and mean, some girls date bad guys, Mark. That's, that's true. That's true. But I feel like it would be working against the Wario and Waluigi aesthetic, right? Sure, yeah. That, that they would be caring for someone. I just like to think that it's like... Uh, Oh man, what would the Wa version of Peach and Wa version of Daisy be? I like mean, Wa Peach and, and Wa, Wa Daisy. Daisy. Uh, I think Wa Daisy's a country band, right? <laughs> but I just like I imagine them like on motorcycles with like stud <laughs> with like studded leather jackets, right? Like you don't even have to like they are still wearing the pink and yellow. You just throw like leather jacket with studs on top of it, right? And it's still like a big dress <laughs> with like the big poop absolutely, on. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So now we know. I guess, why these guys don't have girlfriends. Do you feel satisfied with that answer? Just that Mr. Miyamoto was like, I don't want to. Yeah. I I don't want that. Also, I I like that uh, at this point, like this is where Daisy becomes um, Luigi's girlfriend. Right. To the extent that she is. Um, Daisy doesn't appear in like anything but sports games. Right. Right. And like Mario Kart. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And Daisy was not popular at the time. I think people sort of like Daisy now. I feel, uh, I personally feel indifference towards Daisy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also am not on the, uh, uh, what is the name of the woman from Galaxy? Oh, Rosalina. Oh, yeah, Rosalina. I feel like Rosalina has taken the place of many characters in video gamers' hearts. Oh, sure. That people just have a, a, an unending well of uh, affection for Rosalina. Um, I do think... There's something about um, Daisy's uh, like aggressive and uh, enthusiasm that she's just like, wh- which game is it? It's some Mario Kart where when you select her, she goes, "Hi, I'm Daisy." <laughs> it's very charming. <laughs> All right, that's gonna do it for this week's news. Which in turn does it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Uh, remember to come back on Thursday when we're going to be having an in-depth conversation about Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Um, and please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Uh, if you like this episode, please share it on Facebook or Twitter. Anything you can do helps us on Twitter. We are at Nincart Society. The Facebook page is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. And remember, if you want to hit us up with any of your Anything that we missed or whatever want to talk to us, uh, you can uh, send us an email, which is just Nintendo Cartridge Society at gmail.com. If you like Mark and mine's opinions, we write about comic books on RatConPunch.com. Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by Ape Betty. You can get Ape Betty's music by going to his website, which is ApeBetty.com, or by listening right now. 
For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Eller saying, we're better off not knowing what Wario and Waluigi's girlfriends look like. We're better off. Thanks for listening. What's a creative podcast network?